Hello everyone, welcome to another big interview with me, Graham Hunter. Our guest was genuinely a remarkable footballer, one of the best that Europe's produced in the last 40 or 50 years. You don't get to play for Juventus, Barcelona and Madrid if you're not. So you're going to love listening to Michael Laudrup, as I did when we met in person, thank goodness. We love you, Zoom. You've been great during the crisis, but one-on-one is good. Hello, John Hall and Daryl Oates. We met in Barcelona when Michael was in town for work. It was a Champions League week. I decided to do with Michael what we've done in only one or two of the 120 or so interviews in the series. I reckoned he was the kind of person who, all these years after he stopped playing, might still be able to get into minute detail about how he played, what made him special, what his plan was when he received the football. If you've been with us since the Chris Waddle episode, which I guess was one of our first four or five, you'll know the idea. So, listeners, it seems I was right. The result of asking him about his ability, asking him about how he treated the ball, how he treated rivals, is one of my favourite interviews. He thinks in completed paragraphs. He's interested in getting um, his ideas about the beauty of football across. He's brilliant on Pasquale Bruno and how he was going to kill him. Not Michael to Pasquale, the other way around. Michael talks about his experience as a coach, including a League Cup win with Swansea that you'll hear he values very highly. If it happens to be that Swansea's your team, then you're not going to be disappointed. Michael loves you just as much as you love him. Listen, not all footballers can talk about their skills like he can, so I'd better let Michael get on with it. But the thing that unites everybody that listens to this podcast is we appreciate football intelligence. We appreciate football beauty. So first of all, welcome back to the city that you lit up because we're in Barcelona. So welcome back. Bienvenido, we can say. Thank you. Gracias. Um, but it's also, Michael, the first time I've spoken to a white knight in this podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 20 years ago since Denmark made you a white knight. I think that's a really beautiful name. I think it's a beautiful title. Just to explain a little. Remember, I come from, although I'm a Scottish guy, and maybe I'm a little bit more of a Republican guy than a monarchy guy, my dad met Prince Philip and played cello for him. And I'm interested in, and we all watched the Danish season, is it called Borga? The, the Born, yeah, Born, Born, yeah. Born, yeah. Which was sensational. Maybe it was a false picture it's of a little country. of the castle where the, yeah. of course, where the... So what was, your, what was your day in the castle and, and what made you a white knight and what was it like? Well, I don't want to spoil your <laughs> enthusiasm, <laughs> but of course it's it's always fantastic when you get a, a, a nominee like that and, and we walk up and uh, to the to the castle there, wait in, in line and then after receiving uh, this, uh, we had to go and and uh, talk to the to the queen and say hi to the queen and I was a little when I saw her she was sitting there because I was not number one or two I was I, I don't know what number I was in, in, in line but it's 
yeah, it's something special. Um, but 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 really, that day, uh, uh, yeah, we came in. I received that, and then I, I went home. You know, I'm I'm a little like that. I I'm I'm very pleased. I'm honored, but I, then again, I don't put so much into it. In all the hundred and ten interviews we've done, I have to be honest. With respect to all the other guests, we've never had people speak like they do when they send us in questions. We have socios. Yeah. Let me give you an example, please. I'm sorry to embarrass you. Yeah, like, I'm sorry about this, but Chris Hannigan believes what he writes. Hi, Graham. Firstly, what an elegant, beautiful footballer Michael was. For a certain vintage of people, the Danish team at Mexico 86 are like a red and white and black crosswind zigzagging in and out of our memories in that beautiful kit. Shane Hurley says, first off, Graham, please say thank you to this wonderful, wonderful footballer. Even after he crossed the El Clasico divide, Michael still has a part in my heart from being part of Barcelona's first European Cup winning team. It just goes on and on and on. What do you think was the part of your football game, never mind the trophies, that made people so bewitched by you what was the things you did that you can understand that made people say that made people still say wow Michael Loudrop yeah now you forced me to talk about myself and, and what I was I think of all the yeah talks I had with people during uh, many years uh, I think a lot of things uh, coming up uh, one after another is that they say doing things difficult things uh looks easy you know and and i think the vision um the vision i had on 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 the pitch but it wasn't something that i had when i was 20 i think it's something that i developed maybe when i was in my my early 20s when i was yeah when i was in 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 the european uh, uh, championship in 84 with denmark with the 86 uh, in 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 mexico the world cup i was still only 20 and 22 i was maybe a little a little different maybe more direct uh, and then i added that to my to my play with my vision and that's maybe a little difficult to to explain to people but i was always orientated what happened on the right on the left and even sometimes behind and that people when my peer especially here in spain those years with with barcelona for five years and then with madrid is is that vision that i had for 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 the others how how can you see uh, that space who wasn't there, I think, combined with with my individual skills. Uh, I think in maybe in one against one. I wonder what the ball, a football, means to you. And and um, I don't know if you're religious, but you were made to be a footballer. Let's say the gift had come and you'd have been a brilliant businessman, maybe or a rock star or an actor. Would you change? You, because you made it me think of this because you said I'm. At this age, I'm, I'm happy with my life. There are very few people say that out loud. Mm. There are very few people who are happy with their life yeah. at 57 and content with what they've yeah. achieved. You are, and you've said it. Yeah. If you could have been touched by a wand and changed for one of those other things, or was the ball just about the best friend that you could have been born yes, with? Yes, because it's... Maybe a, if you talk to a musician or... or 
they will say the same as I'm saying now. It starts, football is, is like, it's like a circle. You start when you are young, at least when I was six, uh, six, seven years old, to play with your friends somewhere where you could, um, on the street or uh, where it was. There was no internet, there was no uh, um, game, esports, all that did not exist at that time. So when you had time, you go out. Then if you're good, you get to a higher level. If you're very good, you, you're going to you get as a professional and you play as a professional. Maybe you can go on national team. You can win even maybe win trophies. You get old, you have to stop. You get back, you continue playing. It's like the circle who, who, who closes. Maybe a musician will say the same. Yeah, I started on my guitar. Uh, when I was uh, seven and suddenly I was very good at it I came into a band we get famous we got money but you don't do that anymore um, it's a little the same but but I'm I'm very happy and if I have to close this uh, interview with with football or with players I have to say I'm I'm a little concerned for the players uh, for the future I see that there's a lot of things in football but it's more and more games we're talking in the beginning of this interview that in the 70s, even in the start 80s, we did not. There was not a lot of football in television. I mean, some some special games, uh, national team, uh, World Cups, European Championships, some finals, uh, FA Cup finals, or, or, or maybe one daily, uh, one weekly uh, game. Now you see game every day, but also the number of games for 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 players and even the best players. Yes, they they got. They earn a lot, a lot of money. But every time we put more games on, we're squeezing, we're squeezing, them. we're squeezing. And, and, uh, and I think and it's too much. You cannot play if you have to play every three days. I, I know they are physically uh, well prepared, better, of course, than, than 20 or 30 years ago. But, but even so, there's a limit. And I, I think we are reaching this, uh, that limit uh, now uh, very, very fast. Maybe we already passed the, uh, the line now. We have, to, we have to remember one thing. Fans, money, sponsors, presidents, journalists, it's all a power of football. But the most important thing are the players. Because if you don't have players, the rest doesn't mean uh, anything. You need to have the players. When players were having their, their ankles and knees smashed, we changed the rules to say protect them. Yeah. Now I That's a good thing. You, you, I think the players are more pro offensive players are more protected on the pitch right now. But it's now. time to do the equivalent for protecting maybe their mental well-being, their physical, physical well-being, rather than say, dance for us again. Now dance for us again. Now dance for us again. Treat them like human beings. Stop squeezing. Yeah. Stop asking for a World Cup every two years. Stop saying more games. Yeah. It, it's time it to, somebody listened. We're romantics. We still find football inspirational, beautiful. Um, it's people, the stories. Get rid of the polemic. Get rid of the headlines. Listen to the people. Watch them play and remember the good times. Mm. You've done all of that today. It was generous. It was fun. And you've made me a happy man. Thank you. Thank you.